Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Born in Yorkshire, Bernard Jay fell in love with the magic of the theatre from a very young age. For the past 50 years, he has dedicated himself to the world of show business, involving himself in over 100 shows around the world. Moving to South Africa in 1993, he held the position of Chief Executive Officer at the Joburg Theatre. He is currently putting on Janice Honeyman's pantomime, Pinocchio. He joins me now to tell me more. Bernard, welcome and thank you so much for coming in. Uh, thank you for asking me and hello to all your listeners. Bernard, you, were, you fell in love with the magic of the theatre. What do you think it is about the theatre that just draws people in? I think it's... A, Especially for a youngster, and when I, I was very young when I started really falling in love with theatre, it was an escapism. It was, you know, getting away from school, getting away from extra school activities that you were forced to do. It was something that I felt I was part of, and, and it was glamorous. Uh, it just it seemed to me like a whole fantasy world that I wanted to be part of. And 50 years later, has the... Enchantment of the theatre diminished for you? Not one little bit. Shuri's, I've just come straight here from rehearsals for Pinocchio, and I'm just as enchanted by it as I've always been. I sit there and look at those actors and just so respect them, and, and I'm in awe of what they do. Uh, as a profession, and I'm just delighted that I managed to find a career supporting them, being a backroom boy that helped them be able to do their job on the stage. So tell me a little bit about what you have been doing in the world of theatre over the last couple of years. Well, I'm I'm a a producer, really, and, and my preference is to produce big musical shows. I Why? like working on um, It involves a lot of people, <laughs> and it, it, there's a lot of variation. But also, if you do it well, if you choose the show correctly, and if you do it well, you get to entertain a lot of people. And, you know, I love sitting in the back row of a theater and watching an audience reaction. And if they smile, and especially if they applaud at the end, Makes me feel really good. And uh, Pinocchio is yes. one of those kind of evergreen children's stories. What what made you choose Pinocchio? Uh, oh, about must be now. I think about eight years ago or so. Um, every year, Janice Honeyman and I—you know, Janice is the legend behind these pantomimes, of course, responsible for their success—and she writes and directs them. And there's only so many scripts you can kind of redo every so many years. So we do Aladdin, and we do Cinderella, and we do Jack and the Beanstalk, and all the very obvious ones. But every now and again, Janice will say, "I think, you know, to feed her soul, to keep her really excited, she needs to write a new pantomime." And a few years ago, she actually said to me, she's always wanted to turn Pinocchio into a pantomime. And I said, please do, Janice. It sounds wonderful. And three years later, after her saying that, we got it on the stage. Hmm. And to this day, out of the 17 pantomimes I've done with Janice at Joburg Theatre, Pinocchio was the most popular and the most successful. So it's lovely to be giving it a second second go round now. Three years. Is that the average amount of time that it takes to put a show together? We work, we work on each pantomime, Janice and I, for about, we work about 18 months ahead. 
are in planning casting, planning the scenery and the costumes. But if she's going to write a new pantomime, then yes, you have to give it about three years so, until the time it's actually on the stage. So when was the last time Pinocchio was on stage? Uh, I knew you'd ask me that. 2009. So it's, it. it's, yes. so it's time yeah, again. Eight, eight years. Yes. And I have to ask, because I'm a huge fan of Pinocchio, and um, he's a story of a little um, wooden boy carved by Geppetti. Okay, Geppetto. Geppetto, yes. that's Geppetto. right. And he is he he's the goals of demanded of uh, Pinocchio are to work, be good, and study. Okay, which is something we would all, I guess, want from you know family members, kids, colleagues, all the rest. Yes. Do you feel a little bit guilty turning it into a pantomime? Oh, no. I think, you know, uh, in my research, funnily enough, recently I, I was asked to put together two pages in the theater program about the history of the story of Pinocchio. And it amazed me, actually, how many different media it, it has been turned into. It was a Broadway musical very many years ago. Um, there have been endless movies about Pinocchio, the character Pinocchio, as well as the story. And, of course, the Disney animated movie really changed its whole life, although that was um, – they they – they really made him just to be a good character and the, the bad sides of Pinocchio didn't come out in, in the Disney movie. It's just been done as a ballet by the National Ballet of Canada. Um, there's an opera of Pinocchio and now the National Theatre of Great Britain have turned it into a Christmas show this year. Not a pantomime, right. but a Christmas musical. So it's a very popular story, Pinocchio. Tell me, you mentioned Walt Disney and I think for many of you, certainly for me, when I think of Pinocchio, I think seeing it in the Walt Disney performance. How true is Walt Disney to those performances? And then for you to create a pantomime, what do you feel you need to be true to? Everybody's idea of Pinocchio or the original Pinocchio? Janice loves to take the original stories. Janice Honeyman is a storyteller herself. So when she writes a pantomime, she tends to go back as far back in history as she can to the original story and then rethink it herself, first of all, before she presents it to an audience. And often at rehearsals, things will change quite a lot once the cast are in there and jokes come in. But certainly she doesn't base a, a pantomime on a Walt Disney movie. She bases it on the original. <laughs> so would you see story. little characters that we got to know only through the Walt Disney? I'm thinking of little Jiminy Cricket, maybe. Yes, well, those characters <laughs> were there before Disney got hold of them. Even yes. little Jiminy yes. Cricket, yes. who yes, I related to as a child because yes. I was always being the one saying, please wait for me. No, they come <laughs> into uh, the story way before the Disney movie movie. And um, you have some top-notch actors who will be performing in um, Toby Cronier yes. and, uh, and uh, Andre Swartz. Can you tell me a little bit what people can expect when they go to the theatre? <laughs> well, a lot of laughs, of course, with Janice and especially with Toby. He's such a brilliant comedian. and He can turn what seems like a very plain, unimportant line in the script, and he'll turn it into something hysterically funny on the stage. So we like to keep the fun moving over time. As I said, Janice is very insistent of telling the whole story and allowing kids. You know, Pantomime brings in a lot of kids each year for the first time ever to the theatre, yes. and it's important that you catch their imagination when they're there, mm. not just with that particular story, but the whole idea of sitting in a theatre being told a story. So there's a lot of telling 
telling the story. There's, of course, a lot of um, uh, pretty girls and handsome boys dancing around in hundreds of costumes. We use a lot of uh, recent songs because, again, thinking of the youngsters that come, they identify more with the latest pop songs. So we try and put those in as well. Um, and and um, hopefully everyone will live happily ever, ever after because in a pantomime they must do. When you do a pantomime, are you who is your target audience? Are you thinking mainly of children? Are you thinking of adults? Are you thinking of families? Um, it is really a family show. I think it's part of the extraordinary success that Janice and Joburg Theatre have had with these pantomimes over the year. I mean, they still attract sixty to 70,000 people each year, people mm-hmm. to buy tickets, which is wonderful, and that's tough now in the theatre industry. You know, there's not a lot mm-hmm. of money around, as we all know. So to expect people to buy theatre tickets, um, mm-hmm. sometimes we think we're fooling ourselves. But the pantomime does it, and, and it plays to families. And I think Janice has always been very particular about that, not to make it a children's show where the adults come somewhat reluctantly mm. because they have to bring the kids, mm. but certainly not to do a show which becomes smutty or goes over the, head mm-hmm. of the kid, heads of the kids. And, of course, we found as years go by, the kids are understanding more of the innuendos than the parents <laughs> are, you know, and the double <laughs> entendres. So but you have to watch that every year and find that balance yes. so you can really honestly advertise it as a family show. Um, Bernard, you talk about um, Toby Crenier being, you know, working with actors like this, and you also spoke about your love for putting on big productions. What goes as a, from a producer? Is it your responsibility to ensure the clothes are the right clothes? And this, how do you put something as big as that all together? I've always. You know, if, it, if one tries to simplify it, of course, no job is simple, no. really. But if you try to simplify it, I've always thought of it, that I'm the kind of CEO of a company that I keep recreating because with each show you do. And your principal job is to bring a team together of experts and then give them the tools with which they can work. Mm. So it is it is a creative job in the sense that, you know, you have to know the right artists to bring together, the ones that would be best for it and the ones that would work well together too. I don't like people throwing their toys out of the cot. I've got no time for that. I like a happy company. But what I merely do, so you, you, you decide on the title, whether it's a musical or the title of a pantomime, You go after the rights to it. You find where the money is going to come from, how it's going to be financed. You find the venue uh, with the pantomime. We know the venue is already there, of course, with Joburg Theatre. And then you start putting that whole team together. And you act like a kind of um, worried worried Jewish mother, really, (laughs) um, about them all until some point. And it's just happening now with Pinocchio. It's fascinating. This weekend... You know, it's still in rehearsals, but it becomes the whole technical show brought together and it really becomes the artist show then because they have to know how to handle all that on the stage. So as the producer at this point, I kind of step back and I'm available on the phone when there's a problem. But it's their show now. But what I do is I bring all those elements together. And when you talk about the elements, you're talking about the costumes, you're talking about the lighting, you're talking about the design. You're you're obviously not the self doing it, but you're ensuring that all And how do you bring those different elements together? Because I love the theater and I'm always amazed at the the creativity that goes into just creating one moment. Yes. uh, It's that rehearsal period which which 
does that creation really? Um, but yes, what I will do is uh, I'll create a budget. So I have to decide when I know where the money is coming from, how much I can afford to spend on costumes, how much on scenery, how much on actors, how many actors, how many in the band. Whether I can afford this lighting designer or that lighting designer, you know, because in the end it comes down to money all the time. Can you afford to do it that way? So you do go after all those elements. So one of the things I do on the pantomime, for instance, is I go after the sets and costumes. We hire them from a company in England because there's nobody making them here. Because nobody else does a big pantomime, so you wouldn't go to the expense of making all that and then putting it in storage for ten years till you do that pantomime again. It's better for us to hire them from England. So I have to be certain the costumes and the sets are going to be there. If we say we're going to do Jack and the Beanstalk, there has to be a production of Jack and the Beanstalk for us in three years' time. But I don't fit the costumes. You know, I then take on a costume coordinator. Right. In this case, an amazing lady called Bronwyn Lovegrove, who has actually done pantomimes with Janice now for 30 years. And she then, as soon as the costumes arrive from Britain in a, in a, by sea, usually about six months ahead, she supervises the hanging of them all and then the refurbishing, you know, because then she's got certain actors that have been cast. And maybe the person that played the fairy last year in England was a thin lady. <laughs> and now we've got a slightly larger lady, perhaps. <laughs> so Bronwyn then takes over the costume. She's the creative person. Right. I just make sure they're there. And um, you also mentioned the fact that you don't stand for people throwing their toys out the cot. At the same time, you are working with top-class actors and divas, and I'm sure you have many a tale to tell <laughs> about yes. um, stroking egos and similar. Um, how, how do you manage that? I have, because I have tales to tell from my younger days when either I couldn't control that or I didn't know how to, I think it's because of those days um, that now – I'm older, and I want a peaceful life. I want to enjoy what I do. I want to have fun doing it. So I am very careful about that. And and what you, um, what you find, you know, I've been living here now since 1993. I adore this country, and the talent is just amazing. It's huge. But you get to work with a lot of people in 24 years, and yes, it is true about me, and I know some people speak badly about it, but... There are people I've worked with, and I kind of would try and avoid not to work with them again because maybe they're divas. And, yes. and, and divas, of course, can be both sexist. Yeah. Uh, it's, not a, sure. it's not a sexist remark. Sure. Um, but, yes, there are divas, and I kind of find if I've suddenly got lumbered with one, well, I've got to see through that show with that person. Mm -hmm. But maybe then the next time, if there's another choice and the other person is as talented but isn't known – for throwing his or her toys out of the cart, I'll go for the other person. Or isn't, yeah. isn't possibly as well known as the other person within the industry, you would still make that decision? Um, I, as I say, I want what's best for the show, of course, and I want what's best for the audiences in the end. But, yes, if there's a choice between two people and one is known to be a diva and the other one is known not to be, I am afraid I will go, I will go for the second. And choice. you've written, written a book, if not two books? Oh. <laughs> yes. I, I wrote a book, one book, uh, about a time of my life, a particular time of my life. I spent um, 11 years in the United States managing an actor, an American 
actor, cult actor, they used to call him, called Divine, okay. who became very famous all over the world in movies and singing disco songs and was an a, a amazingly unusual character. And I, by accident, ended up becoming his personal manager and did that for 11 years. And he very suddenly passed away at the age of 42, very suddenly at the height of his career. And I think it was, um, as they say, it was a what is a cathartic thing yeah. for me. It took me two years to get over the shock of that because also my living had suddenly been dragged mm. away from me. Um, and I, I, I was commissioned to write a book about him. So I ended up writing a, a biography of Divine, but from a very personalized point of view. Um, that's the only book I've written. Okay. Um, Bernard, so the, your show actually opens next week. Yes, the official opening night is next Sunday, the 12th of November. And it goes until the 30th of December. Yes. And uh, it is starring Toby Cronier and Andre Schwartz, and it opens on the Mandela Street at Joburg Theatre. And you can purchase tickets at www.joburgtheatre.com. Yes. Or you could call 0861-670-670. That's correct. Are you encouraging our community to come out and see it? Oh, of course. When you say your community, you're talking, I think, specifically about the Jewish community. Indeed, this being high affair. Yeah, look, and I, and I can proudly say, because I'm a very proud Jewish man myself, and I can also proudly say that without Jewish people, theater would hardly exist anywhere in the world. Uh, the, the Jewish community supports theater in the most wonderful way. They just always have done. There's something about their more recent history that seems to generate towards theatre, and God bless them for it. Yes, I am encouraging your community to come. So, so Bernard, I have to say that you know somebody said to me Jews were in the past associated with the theatre, but it may not be the same today. And yet, I am meeting young Jewish people in different aspects of the theatre. That makes me think that Jews still are. If not because patrons certainly still are part of the theatre in every possible way. Is that your experience as well? Absolutely. And and, and why not? You know, uh, why shouldn't it be Jewish people uh, 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 as opposed to any other kind of community? But certainly there, there, there was a time, I suppose, 50 years ago, I would say probably now, where Broadway itself probably would have shut down and not existed <laughs> without the support of the Jewish artists and the Jewish theatre-goers, it's not quite as obvious mm. as that nowadays, but still, yes, the Jewish people are involved in the arts. There's something about Judaism which says, I want to be an artist. And, yes, thank goodness for it. I'd like to thank you so much for coming in. I look forward to seeing the production. And uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure we will speak more on the show. Thank you very much. That was Bernard Jay.